In this episode, we're going to talk about rapport again, focusing on validation, why it's important, how to use it, and what it's going to do for you more than just build rapport. How to keep it simple. There's a lot of ways to use it, but there's one we're going to focus on as the number one thing that will either save or kill rapport and build it, not to mention a few other ways we can use it. So rapport building, how does validation work and how do we use it to our advantage? That's what we're going to talk about right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight. A concern has been brought up about rapport building, about why that could be a bad idea for somebody that is trying to go unnoticed. Because if you build rapport, you're beginning to establish a relationship, beginning to become memorable. And maybe that's not what we want. And that, that very well can be true. But rapport is a useful tool. It's not just used to build relationships or establish conversations or make people comfortable. It's also used kind of as a way as a defensive measure and a weapon. One of the simplest ways to build rapport, although you need to use many tools, and to keep things calm, cool, and collected or to your advantage is through validation. Now, one thing people miss about validation is a lot of times when people are communicating, the most often time we see a recognized validation is when the person who needs it or receives it, whether they need it or not, is expressing a concern or offering a complaint. Sometimes they're in a very negative emotional state when doing so. Sometimes they're just making statements. Same idea sitting in an office setting where people bring up problems, even if they do it in a nice professional way. Let's say they communicate just like I am right now. And even if they do or don't offer solutions, validation can be key at this point. When we don't offer the validation, most likely the other interpretation of something we say is going to sound like a challenge. Offering a challenge when it is not professionally necessary will immediately escalate the situation. Depending on that person's response, it may escalate very far. So we don't want that. Rapport kills that possible escalation. One of the things rapport does is gives you a momentary sense of connection to a person that may allow you to exit that situation and not worry about that instance of rapport making you memorable. And even if they do mention you to somebody later, that's probably the only time they'll ever do it. So there is somewhat of a risk there depending on how much you're trying to go unnoticed. But as I've said before, it's very difficult to do that even if you're very good at it for big periods of your life. So rapport, how do we do that with validation? Simplest way is to express a response to some sort of complaint or concern from their point of view, something in support of what they're doing and or realizing that this is something that's important to them. Therefore, you recognize and demonstrate through your words that it is important to you too, or at least you give them the impression that it's important to you too. Simple statements. I can totally see why that bothers you. If that had happened to me, I'd be pissed too. Little things like that are a way to help build rapport because, as I've talked about before, we are identifying and highlighting a commonality between two people, and we like people that are like us. So in that moment, while you may make their day better, there's always a possibility that you're making yourself memorable. You're giving them some possible relief, but you're giving them justification. You're giving them validation to how they feel. Because most people, no matter what they say or what they think, operate off feelings most of the time. May not be doing it in this conversation, but validation still works when it's a non-emotional based statement of something they're expressing concern or complaining about. Now, it doesn't have to be that. It could be a positive thing. And you could just validate it as well. 
so they could have this positive experience, this wonderful thing that just happened to them, this nice guy that just validated them at the store. And you validate it by, that's really cool. That would make me happy too. Or man, I wish that would happen to me. Things that validate those statements and make it more important versus challenging statements, very overt ones like, well, that's stupid. I don't know why you'd think that. Those are direct challenges. And definitely, despite our intentions or beliefs, go after people's egos. And we don't like that because we're ego-driven, prideful people. So we want to avoid that as much as possible. The other thing is, regardless of your intention, if you don't go after the attempt to validate what you say, even if meant in the nicest possible way and most reasonable people would see it as understandable, if they're in a heightened emotional state, even if you don't recognize it, they may receive it even subconsciously as a challenge and therefore a barrier goes up. Now, a barrier may not seem like a bad thing if we don't want to build rapport, but the problem with that barrier is it can continue to escalate their feelings or put you in the negative view that they have about a person or situation that they have expressed to you, whatever that circumstance is. So we want to avoid that. If you make the attempt at validation and you don't validate, that's okay because most of the time when we make that attempt, whether they're looking for validation or not, it gives that same kind of effect in the opposite way subconsciously where you made an attempt to do something positive for them, identify with them, support them, justify their behaviors or actions, even if they're completely crazy and out of line, or made some attempt to help them calm down if that was necessary. Thing is, even if that doesn't work, because we're going for a positive attempt, it will be somewhat received like that even on the unconscious level. And while it may not de-escalate the situation or give you the validation results you're looking for, it'll definitely keep you out of the escalation category of challenge. So the goal should be, Whatever your purpose is in building rapport, whether it's establishing a relationship, starting conversation, getting information, de-escalating a situation, or just making somebody you care about feel better, the goal should be to consciously make an effort to try to validate to an extent and not to focus on saying, well, I want to make sure I don't challenge. Don't focus on not challenging because you probably inadvertently will. Focus on how do I validate? How do I validate this person's feelings? Now, this might sound like relationship counseling, but it's really not. The thing is, which I've said before, while it is possible, this type of rapport building and even the brief interim in a grocery store may make you memorable for a few minutes or part of that day. That is possible. As I've mentioned in the past, people have experiences and conversations tied to emotional feelings about those things, whether they realize it or not or accept it. The negative experiences, because we do not like them, tend to stick with us longer. Just like those people that love drama or get pissed about a conversation or upset about something, especially when they were in the wrong and they know it but don't want to admit it. What do they do? They go off about it for hours, even days or weeks sometimes. But you notice how people rarely do that with positive things. It's because even though positive things are nice and sometimes we share them with people, we don't continually highlight and relive that situation for the positive feeling. It's just part of our nature, I think. I'm not sure if that's actually part of our nature. It just seems like it to me. But the positive situations, unless they're extremely out of the ordinary hero type situations, the everyday positive situations tend not to stay in our active or inactive memory that long unless something keys in on it later. I've ran into people that have seen something I've done or I've communicated or interacted with that used to happen to me a lot. I would see somebody in town or something would happen. I'd end up at a bar later or a club with some friends and somebody would recognize me. Because usually when I was in the military, they'd recognize me from somewhere or something and you could tell by the conversation that I was memorable because of this positive experience. You could tell by the conversation it was only because they were triggered that memory because they saw me. 
Had they not saw me, you can tell by the recall of that memory, it was not something active in their brain or something they probably even shared with anybody. It's the trigger set it off. So yes, there is somewhat of a threat you could say with a trigger, but typically that's not going to be the situation. Now, if you took that same situation and it was negative, more than likely, especially if you're able to have the conversation with them, you can find out that's something they had shared or talked about or has clearly upset them or they're at least reliving being upset. And then at that point, they'll go and share that negative information and you'll become more memorable. So that's why when you do simple things like validation for report building and you use it in small time situations, not to establish relationships, but to keep people calm, get out of a conversation, build trust, whatever your purpose is, because it's positive, the memory isn't always there. So therefore you're not essentially highlighting yourself too much. And it gives you another situation, circumstance, or person you may be able to go to in the future and just relive that experience because you realize validation works. Don't want to do it all the time. It'll become way too noticeable, but I know that validation gets a positive result from this person. That's why I say rapport building in the real world when we do it, it could take months in some situations. That's entirely possible, but it definitely will take hours, especially if it's somebody that really doesn't want to talk to you and they're a detainee. You don't have to deal with that though. You just got regular folks out there. So that's the positive side to it and why it's much safer. So rapport isn't always for relationships and questioning. Sometimes it's just to de-escalate situations, make somebody feel better, give us an out. Man, that sucks. I totally, totally get that. I hope that you do better. Something like that at the end that's not walking away from the conversation, but a statement is like, man, I hope that works out for you. Man, that would totally suck. I would hate that. But I'm glad that you're okay. Things like that show that you're ending the conversation, you're opening the door for them to move on with their lives, move on to another thought. It's almost like you're suggesting to them to move on to other thoughts and ideas, and it's okay how they feel. Because you got to remember, with validation, we're dealing with their emotions, not their statements. Their logical conscious brain thinks we're validating their statements. And for many people, maybe you are, maybe that's what it's going to seem like, but we're validating their emotions. It's a way to say, without directly saying it, it's okay to feel like that. But what we're not saying is it's okay to do that, or it's okay to think like that, but it is okay to feel like that. And you don't want to get in that conversation unless you're a counselor and you know somebody that's so close to you, you can have those types of open conversations. You have to typically go with suggestions and validation. And that's how it works to our benefit. So it gives us the ability to make these statements. They receive it that way. We open up that door with, well, the good thing is that you're okay and that you're, you know, it was almost a car wreck, but you're okay. But look, you're here shopping now. You know, you got stuff to buy and you're able to do that. And that's a good thing. So it sucks that it happened to you. I'd be pissed too. Maybe you should talk to somebody about that. You can even offer to give them information for a lawyer, something to get you out of that conversation before moving on to the step of leaving. Reasons why we do that to close out that conversation. Most people, most of the time, want to have this conversation. Let's say they have this conversation, a couple back and forth, they go into validation. Then they try to exit the conversation. They have no segue. So the segue is opening up that door and again, talking about possible benefits that they could be experiencing right now they're not thinking about. Simple little ones. Not look on the bright side. It's like, it's like, hey, you almost got in that car wreck. It sounds like that guy, you know, not sounds like that guy was a jerk. Say, man, that guy was a jerk. I'm glad you're not hurt though. That's a good thing. But you know what? Look at this. You're here shopping. I know you're upset still, but at least you're able to do the shopping and get some food home so you can feed your family, and that's a good thing. 
So you're not telling them about the bright side. You're showing them that they're doing something positive in that scenario, that example. Then that gives a segue, and that segue allows their mind to start shifting gears, shifting into other thoughts and things. They've expressed themselves. They've been validated. They've been supported. They've been told, hey, it looks like everything's okay, at least on a small scale. They start thinking about things differently and their mind's more open and less cognizant of what's going on because a lot of times, especially if it's really strong negative emotion, they want to stay in that conversation. So you have that segue, you're able to move out of the conversation. So try that out. Try that out with anybody, even if they're close to you or somebody that's a stranger or something you see or witness. Keep it real simple and just see how validating you may see it, look in their face, their body language. You may hear it just in the tone of their voice, no matter what your experience level and see how that little bit of validation or witness somebody doing that validation, how it actually started to change your attitude. Then see if anybody does it or throw in yourself some sort of segue statement, probably highlighting something positive or maybe slightly changing the subject. Only slightly though, not directly. Make it somewhat correlated because when you go too big of a change, it looks like you don't care. Your validation now looks fake and you're no longer interested in what they have to say, and you're not giving them the opportunity to express themselves. So you don't want that big change. Maybe try it if it's something very similar or close. But don't ever use yourself. Don't ever compare yourself, because then it just looks like a game you're trying to one-up. People don't like that either. It's all subconscious most of the time, but you don't want to do that. But if that doesn't work, focus on something positive. Segue. Probably will see or hear a reaction in their voice. If you don't see it, wait for them to respond. You hear the reaction. Hey, the wheels are turning. Then it's easier to exit that conversation and see how well that works. If you like this episode, don't forget us a like, share, heart, whatever your platform is using, and make sure you let people know you think will enjoy this material. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're at, and don't forget to check out the show notes and check out dmrpublications.com. And we will be back again shortly with more information right here on Grayman, Hiding in Plain Sight.